I'm a girl. And I'm her dad. Welcome to Girl Dad. We wanted to document the thoughts of two people from different generations of the wide, wild world we live in. Every week we tackle a new topic through our unique lenses. Come along for the ride. Hi, everybody. I'm Abigail Frechette. And I'm Peter Frechette. And welcome back to Girl Dad. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about a very exciting discussion that has been, you know, taken over the internet. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Oh, my. Wow. I just didn't know if you were going to dig into that at all, but uh, oh, I'm on board. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um but I got how's how's your week been, Dad? It's fine. It's it's just another week. It's Wednesday, you know. I can't wait till the spring when you know we record on Wednesdays and it's not my game day because you know oh. I, I get that focus going and the uh, on the basketball, you know. I'm, See how the I'm girls so doing this week? I'm distracting you from your. No, you're not distracting. It's a good distraction. I don't want to overthink it. You know, girls JV basketball really takes a lot out of you. So. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's that's exciting for you, I guess. Uh, I have done absolutely nothing this week of interest, so we can just get right into the topic. Here. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> so we should probably mention, because this episode is probably going to go out maybe after the Super Bowl even, um, that this is recorded before the Super Bowl um after the chiefs have won the afc championship game. AFC cha- <laughs> i knew there were two but i didn't know which one it was well do you know which the 49ers won uh, no <laughs> okay the <laughs> nfc championship game wow really okay. really taught you a lot in your youth well it's a lot of letters like you got yeah. the the nhl it's not like the Patriots. It's not like the Patriots played in like fifteen AFC Championship games during your lifetime, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but like it's American football isn't really something that I'm into. I understand. I understand. I, understand. No, I just don't think it's gonna ever really stick for me, anyways. Um. So obviously, as you probably could tell from that, I'm not the most sports oriented person but we're both pretty big taylor swift fans that's 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 true is you know i'm a dad who loves taylor swift yeah (laughs) yeah there you go um so i guess i want to start with i feel like this topic has been kind of like talked about to death a little bit but I have some. You're talking about the conspiracy theories of uh, how the government has hired Taylor Swift to uh, get Joe Biden elected. Is that what you're talking about? Well, that's that's like a newer take, to be honest. That that just happened in the past few days. That yeah, they're gonna have. What is it like? They're fixing the Super Bowl so the Chiefs win, so Taylor Swift can endorse Biden and. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, she's a card carrying member of the deep state. 
it's such an interesting thing because you know we touched on this last week i am someone who's maybe a little more susceptible to a conspiracy theory now and then but i'm also quite far left leaning um much further left leaning than i guess joe biden uh but like also i just think demographic wise especially at this point taylor swift probably has a more liberal fan base especially the like joe biden version of liberals so i just don't know that she needs to like have the chiefs win the super bowl to like make a bigger impact with that i think she's kind of got enough of her own shit going on that they would probably follow her either way but that's just my opinion on that well i was very excited last night to be watching uh i forget one of the news programs and they showed uh her political clip from the 1989 tour documentary Mm -hmm. um which of course i have seen a couple of times (laughs) as a taylor swift fan and uh when she was uh talking about how she was uh, supporting the opponent of Marsha Blackburn. And, oh, yes. Um, so that was, I was like, yeah, that's right. Way to go, Taylor. That's good. And yes, yeah. so it's clear that her politics have been in place for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the first time and that was like a big deal that she got involved in politics. But yeah, so that's just a, like... I'm sure dumb. that's not what you wanted to talk about, but I figured I'd... No, I think I think it 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 was on my my notes list of things to mention. And, uh, you know, right wing conspiracy theories are quite a a uh, thriving industry these days. So it it touches everything, you know. Um, But I guess that also kind of goes into this discussion of like. What is Taylor Swift like getting out of all of this? compared to like what these larger male dominated industries are getting out of this. So like, basically I have a stat here that says Taylor Swift's relationship with Kelsey and her appearances at chiefs games have generated 331.5 million in equivalent brand value for the chiefs and the NFL. So that's like just her going to support her boyfriend at his sports games. And she's not getting anything from that beyond like the sentimental value and like just being a good girlfriend, I guess. But they're making so much money off of her. It's crazy. Yes, I. I there is nothing I can argue with. With you about on that it is it's ridiculous and um it's i i i give her a lot of credit because she puts herself out there and is not shy about being a supporter of her boyfriend um but it's not it's actually now that i think about it it's not that dissimilar to um the experiences we had back when brady was the quarterback for the patriots and was married to giselle and they would show her in the um, owner's box or the luxury box yeah. all the time too. So it's not that that aspect of it. And I don't know how that was necessarily helping her either. Right. Um, but it's I just, s- but it's, to me, it's, 
I think it's great that she's there to support her boyfriend. Um, And in the same way, what is, what did Travis get out of being videotaped at her concerts in South America? Well, Well, hold on. That's different because I had absolutely no idea who Travis Kelsey was before Taylor Swift. Like, I know you did because you pay attention to football. But Taylor, you like everyone knew. I'm not saying it's a comparison. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that. um... No, I do understand what you're saying. But I also think there's a huge difference in the. Absolutely. You're right. No, Travis Travis is more well known now because of his relationship with Taylor than he was before. Right. But also he was embraced by fans at those shows. Like everybody was like, oh, my God, he's here. And there were all these cute videos and all the like fangirly stuff. She's been misogynistically like booed, told to leave, like, you know, just all these awful things. And I think it's really like you said, celebrities have been going to professional sports games and like you always see people on uh the floor at basketball games you see even celebrities who have like no relation to the team they're just like okay that's a famous person here we'll show them on the screen it's just gonna happen so like I do feel like there's an extra level of misogyny just because of Taylor Swift's brand as this kind of hyper pop girly like very feminine and you know just like everything she kind of represents is I guess theoretically the opposite of everything a sports fan represents a a stereotypical sports fan um I I kind of consider myself a fairly stereotypical sports fan, and I wouldn't say that she represents things that are um, opposite of what I believe. I th- I actually think that the um, I-, I think it's much more the the negativity towards Taylor Swift is almost to me purely political. Um, I don't. I don't see it as a, well, I guess um, the, the people, I guess I'm saying that the people who are against Taylor Swift, I think fall into a very distinct category. And, um, and I think that you can draw a political line to that category, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I think it does. I mean, it's one of those things where like her personality and her like personal being and everything she represents, I think is anti a certain like macho man sports centric person. So I think it's, while it is political, it's also like just a part of culture, you know, it's not necessarily like, Yeah, I guess we're. we're I I, I don't disagree. I I think we're saying similar things. I but I I guess what I'm saying is that the culture that that's a part of tends to fall along a political line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. And I read I read some. Well, I did read something today. A uh, 
on X <laughs> on Twitter. Um, you know, some guy who was a who says he's a conservative and that this is the conserv should be considered the conservative dream because it's the macho man getting the pretty girl. And mm. so mm -hmm. it should be celebrated by conservatives as yeah. opposed to being treated as woke. And I have a problem with that. I think that's garbage. I mean, it's just two people and who right. are in a relationship and it's, and whatever that is, is fine with them and it's fine for them. And yeah, great. Um, it has I nothing mean, it to does... do with, it should not have anything to do with the stereotypical aspect. But, but you have to acknowledge that it does really fit the like, all-american like really popular girl and the like high school court i know he's not the quarterback but high school like football star like it does have a very traditional all-american feel to it that i think could be seen if she was not so powerful could be seen as more of like a conservative style relationship. Yeah, um, if she was not so powerful. Absolutely. But she is a powerful woman who clearly like wants her power and wants to embrace that. So it's it's not. And I think he also respects her. I get I mean it's hard to I don't know. Like who knows? But it seems like given what they've done publicly that he definitely has a lot of respect for her as like an individual beyond a like dutiful girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yeah. But not to go too far into my uh, Taylor Swift fanboy uh, <laughs> attitude, but is, has she moved from the bleachers to becoming the cheer captain? <laughs> I would say Possibly. I would say possibly. I mean, she's definitely, I like watching, I did find that on the NFL website, they have like Taylor Swift game highlights of just her different like cheering moments, which that's crazy enough in itself, because I'm not sure that any other celebrity have had their own game highlights. But I yeah, I think she she's definitely got some cheer captain energy there. <laughs> Especially when she wears the Letterman jacket. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Which okay, this is kind of cool and actually really good segue. Thanks dad for bringing that up, but um one of the designers who has been like making her like 87 Chiefs gear that's kind of cuter. Uh, just got a deal, like an official deal with the NFL. They were like a small business, I'm assuming she found online that just did this, or maybe they sent her stuff. I don't know. But uh, basically, Taylor Swift just gave this woman a, an NFL deal, which that's really cool. Um, So I guess this is this is the part of the conversation that's going outside of the discourse that I've heard before, but I want to talk about how, like, the impact of celebrities on sports and in general, and also if there's a path here that could possibly lead to a 
like solving, not necessarily solving totally, but solving some of the gender inequality in sports. Um, because we've seen that, for example, with the Rexham stuff, that show or documentary, I don't, however you want to put it, um, has clearly increased like American interest in UK football. Taylor Swift has opened a new fan base for sports uh, through her relationship. And I believe like the US Open benefits highly from like celebrities presence is there. It's always covered more. I feel like when there's higher celebs there. You're talking about tennis? Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Tennis. I apologize. Um, so I'm wondering if there's like a way that celebrities could get more involved with these women's leagues that would increase their prominence. And if you have any thoughts on celebrities in sports at all or or the gender inequality in particular. Interesting. Um, have you watched Wrexham at all? I haven't yet. No. Um, I will say, so you want to talk about celebrities getting involved. That's obviously that whole thing is with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, and we have watched it. And one of the things that I thought was tremendous is, as you well know, with the um, European football teams, or at least in in England, the football Mm. teams, the clubs have more than one team. They have the... The, te- the league team, but then they have other teams. And in Welcome to Wrexham, they have d- they did a complete episode on the women's team, mm. um, who is tremendous. But they did a full on. They may have done more than one episode, but they did profiles of at least three or four of the women. And when they and then as they went on and the season went on for the first team they regularly would show the women's team in like the stands or on the field supporting the men's team and vice versa um which is really cool um so that's that's one thing as far as um i mean i'm not sure how you how you can i think you could do it i think i think it would be beneficial if um celebrities got behind uh women's sports mm. um i mean you remember you mentioned the u.s open and i think honestly it's not a great example because the women's tennis i think is in some yeah. ways in this country more popular than men's and it's because the american women are better players than the right. american men um you know with the williams sisters and um and now coco goff so but it is, um, I think that that also, though, does have something to do with, like, the celebrity of it all. I feel like the Williams sisters embraced celebrity status, if that makes a little more sense. So, like, I'm wondering, like, you're forced then to focus on them. So, like, tennis is a great example of a more equal sport. And I think if if the interest is there, you're then for like, I don't know all the sports channels, but like ESPN is forced to show 
women's tennis because that's where the audience interest lies. But you have to get something of to interest, interest to create the interest. So like if, again, I'm using Taylor Swift just as this like huge superstar, but if all of a sudden Taylor Swift starts showing up to like like soccer games for the women's New York teams, all of a sudden those are going to have to be somehow shown because people want to see her and they want to see why she cares about this and why is she like into this all of a sudden. Same with any other sport and a lot of other celebrities. But, and I guess there's also like if someone bought a women's team I think women's basketball is another place that like I know they've been kind of trying to get more of the celebrity status and involvement there because I think it's a good place for that to be happening but it's not it takes a lot of time I think still like there's still a lot of barriers there um Given my advanced age, uh, I will say that um, because women's basketball is something that I'm interested in, um, mm. it has made unbelievable strides. And mm. um, and actually, I give a lot of credit to that for that to the NCAA, which is mm. not necessarily somebody that I would give credit to. <laughs> For a lot of things, um, I think they struggle with a lot of things. But one of the things that they have done is when they when they take their um, prime properties, like the NCAA bas- men's basketball tournament, um, when they make a deal with a television network to broadcast that, part of that deal is that that network has to broadcast the women's tournament too. Mm-hmm. And they have to broadcast women's games. Mm-hmm. And the level of competition for women's basketball has gotten so great that um, people are now, those games aren't just on because they have to be, they're on because people are watching them. And um, so it's growing. It takes time, but it's also um, historically speaking, I would say that uh, the, the real, um sort of birth of the interest in college basketball was when the tournament expanded and and ESPN started which was right around 1980 and so that's 45 years ago and it probably took them college basketball had been around for 60 or 80 years when it exploded um and women's basketball really didn't start being much of anything until the mid eighties, probably. Um, so it has grown dramatically. It just, but it does, it takes time and it takes, I know you're talking about celebrities It actually, to me, it takes great players to get excited hmm. about it. And the other thing that you're seeing with women's basketball um, more than, other sports is um advertisers buying into the celebrity of the athletes so right. you see women's athletes selling products um, yeah. and, and not just serena 
um not just tennis players but um yeah 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 you do have basketball players doing it so the more that continues then they become i mean it's kind of a not a catch-22 it's just it's it's a cycle and so you put women in commercials and people start seeing who that women those women are and then they watch their games because they've seen them in the commercials and it just sort of builds off itself yeah no i don't i I don't want to take anything also away from like the value of women's sports by being like, oh, they need someone like Taylor Swift to get involved to like. I also, I mean, along those lines is, and you've said this a couple of times and I want to take a little bit of an issue with it. You keep saying mm -hmm. someone like Taylor Swift. There is no one like Taylor Swift. I don't think that there is a celebrity out there who could drive. I mean, maybe, if Beyonce was doing something yeah. similar, but um, and I do there, think there's there not are... a lot of there aren't a lot of people and and I, I and maybe a Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds has done it with with companies well, that's, so and I was um, gonna say I know Matthew McConaughey um, he I don't know if he's like currently still involved but I know that he was involved with the Austin Soccer Club and they have like a a huge stadium now and it's like a pretty big deal um there for like the people who like it but again like he invested a lot of money into that and also you know Matthew McConaughey that's a big name right I right. think when I say yeah I guess Taylor Swift has the monetary and like social capital to do this and I think there's some people that might have the social capital, but not the monetary capital or have the monetary and not the social. But I guess, like, I do think there are other people like Ryan Reynolds who could, you know, invest in, because Wrexham isn't in like the top, they're not in the Premier League, you know, they're not the top of UK football. But they have a huge following now from like a documentary series, you know, and I think that that's and it's gotten a lot more people interested in the lower leagues of. Well, I don't know what it's called, I guess, <laughs> just the lower I, leagues in the UK. Right. But, um, And I feel like, like you said, it's it's a little different with. um not American football because most of the clubs have women's and men's teams that are more connected than I would say other women's and men's sports are but you do see like unequal investment and I like you said it's gotten a lot better but it's it's not totally there yet no, it's about, I mean, you look at the um, U.S. women's soccer team and, oh you know, they went to court to get uh, mm -hmm. equal money, even though they were a more successful program um, and actually had more interest than the men's team. And I also think that uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens because they just started a, um, a women's ice hockey league, a professional mm -hmm. women's ice hockey league. And it'll be interesting to see how that does and if people get behind it. Yeah. I think it would also be cool to have more of the, like you said, a lot of players, particularly men currently, do get celebrity status. And it would be really cool to see 
kind of like the Billie Jean King thing that happened, the, you know, the battle of the sexes, if we could get more of the men who are already in professional sports and have some sort of celebrity status through that, not necessarily like go against the women in, but just like encourage them and back them up, show up to their games or like just do things like that. I don't know. Well, I I will tell you that uh, the NBA all-star game is coming up. And as part of that, they have a skills competition and they have a three point, shooting contest actually i'm not sure this is actually related to the all-star game but it's um i i think it is and it's but steph curry is going to do a three-point shooting contest against a woman from the wnba and um they each each shooting from their uh because the lines are different the distance is different and the balls are different so they each use their own ball and their own Mm -hmm. lines but um so it'll be interesting to see what that ha- what happens with yeah. that. And I yeah, I mean, more... there's a lot of again. I'm, I'm focusing a lot on the women's basketball, but there's um, they really are getting there, and and people have heard of, and I think one of the biggest reasons is UConn and yeah. the amount of uh, interest they had, and maybe I'm being a little parochial because we're here. I'm here in New England, but. Um, yeah. The, them from the middle of the 90s till well even to today i mean they they've had an unbelievable run and they get yeah. twenty thousand people a game when wherever they play and it's yeah. it's pretty cool i do feel like women's college basketball has really like helped women's basketball in general because i think you get maybe more attached to the players and I also think college basketball does a good job of um especially during like tournaments and things they'll focus in on individual players and kind of give you like this backstory so there's an emotional connection there and then I think it kind of makes you want to follow them beyond their college career and I think basketball you know there's still a lot of inequality there but like it has done maybe a better job I don't know if it was intentional but just of kind of piquing that interest in women's sports in a way that other sports haven't been able to do I guess Um, I do think that um, if I'm not mistaken the NBA was a was and or is a major investor in the WNBA um and there are relationships between some of the teams and and some of the WNBA teams yeah and at least getting it started that really helped yeah and I know there's also a lot of women who played college basketball and didn't continue on to play professional basketball but are still very involved in like women's professional basketball and I think that's a huge part of this too is like they want this community to work so well that they're willing to give so much to it and I think that's a really powerful thing as well that these women are really you know similar to the women's soccer team they're really fighting for these things and I think that's great Mm -hmm. um 
do you want to talk at all kind of about your background with like sports marketing in general or anything like that? I don't know if that's of interest to anybody, but I think it's cool. Well, obviously, um, I've been talking about basketball a lot, and that <laughs> goes back to um, and I worked at the Big East Conference for most of the 80s and then worked at um, New England Sports Network for most of the 90s. So I have a fairly uh, long-lasting interest in sports through a professional standpoint. Um, and as we discussed in an earlier episode, I wrote a great paper in college about uh, <laughs> the effect of television on college basketball. Well, somebody thought it was great. Somebody didn't. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I feel like um, in some ways I was there and watched it grow um, on the women's side from, uh, well, and for both, really. Mm. Um, the the interesting thing that I think with a parallel that I can see between men's basketball and women's basketball is that if you look at the tournament, which for all intents and purposes, is a 64-team tournament for both. Mm. And um, back in the 80s, Usually, you know, if you were one or two seed, you cruise through the first game, probably through the second game. And But now you see 16 seeds beating ones, 15 seeds beating twos all the time. It's so much more balanced. And if you look at the women's tournament um, 10 years ago, you would get to the regional finals and it would be the one seed playing the two seed in every region. It was yeah. It just every year. But now you're starting to see those 10 seeds beating two seeds or what have you. That probably doesn't work. But anyway, the, the lower, <laughs> the the much lower yeah. seeded teams are competing because it's just a burgeoning sport. And right. they've become everybody's getting teams, good teams now. And a lot of that is just through publicity, through through the support that it's been given, that people have watched it and become interested in it, and yeah, um, and and enjoy it. It's a it's, um, I mean, I'm not going to call it the beautiful game because that's football, right? But uh, I mean, soccer here in the U.S. Oh yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, the women's game is a is, I I like watching it because it's it's a pure basketball game. They right. It's not all dunks and high flying. It's they have to move the ball. They play defense. It's really I like it watching a lot. Yeah, but that's my uh, background with sports. Yeah, no, as, I mean it's a quick, quick recap. But I think it's cool to for everyone to know that too. And I guess I'm sure that we will discuss sports and sports related things again. But I do just want to kind of ask one more question that's a little bit more related to this specific topic and what do you what has been a change that you've seen as far as um like athletes themselves becoming celebrities um athletes becoming celebrities there've always been some i mean yeah 
you go back to you know you can go to the candy store and get a baby ruth bar and it's named after babe ruth so right um you know and for my generation light beer commercials were always athletes uh and um and so that's kind of the way they achieved that celebrity status was through um advertising and yeah. i think that's still they still do that definitely that's still I mean, a big way like... of them doing that but yeah. um you also have espn which will celebrate tremendous athletic feats even if they're not um i mean they always have the big dunks and the amazing plays and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and if you start doing it regularly then you're you kind of gain celebrity that way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, I, I would say that is how I, I see athletes becoming celebrities is most mostly through advertising. And it's, it's, I find it going back to what we started with. Um, the amazing thing to me is, you know, advertising is, um, it doesn't happen overnight. They're plan they plan ahead, they figure out what they're doing and go forward with it. And if you look at this year, how many commercials Travis Kelsey is in, it is ridiculous. <laughs> and, and his that, brother. His brother as well, yes, but no, more I Travis. Yeah. And but all of that happened, had to have happened before he started date, dating Taylor Swift. Yeah. That stuff was coming out in the summer um so well, even like the mahomes are now skims ambassadors and they're you know they've got a lot of the uh what are like brand deals or whatever right yeah i think social media has also played like a huge role i believe Absolutely. that ronaldo and messi are the two like most followed people on instagram Really? Is, I did not I know believe that. so. I'm pretty sure. It's like, I think it's like Ronaldo, Messi, Selena Gomez, and then like Kylie Jenner or something like that. But um, so I think that also allows for more athletes to be even like minor celebrities, if that makes sense, because they can Absolutely. Then, they have more access to their fans. And if you have like, I don't like, I feel like Julian Edelman might be a good example of this. Like he, or you know what, you know, Gronk. was a really good example, Gronk. <laughs> like Gronk was such a personality and I'm not sure if he was, if like many years ago, he would have gotten quite as big as he was because he wouldn't be like making videos on the internet showing off his family and their crazy antics and all of that like he probably would have been known but maybe not be making as much money through like brand deals and other things like that compared to where he is today absolutely um, that is a very good example but jason yeah. kelsey's a good example too he's um i mean he's a center and yeah. um and and we just watched there's a documentary on him from 20 the 2023 season that somebody bought into and said mm -hmm. because he's a crazy guy too and he was crazy at their when they won the super bowl and right. made some crazy speech and you know he became a hero yeah yeah i think it's it is 
it's a different way of like blowing up these days. And I think because we can be so much more involved, I guess, by like following these people, not just whatever ESPN or whoever gives us, but like whatever the the athlete themselves gives us. And then not even just that, but like the fan edits that we get too and the fan accounts are also giving us all this content so it's just so much easier for us to have a lot of access to a lot more people um I did just want to quickly give a shout out to a website that I recently found it's called the gist and it's a a sports news website and they do newsletters that are really cool. Um, all of their coverage is equal by gender. So if there's something big that happens in women's sports, it will be right there on the same page as whatever's going on in the, the NFL, for example. Um, and they, if you do the newsletters, it's great because it doesn't give you like too much information, too many opinions. It's just kind of like, these are the trades that are happening Uh, This is what's going on in this, like, legal case. Um, I also think something, not to get dark here, but something they do that I think a lot of uh, sports media doesn't talk about enough is they cover uh, sexual assault allegations properly. They cover other kind of gender-related issues in sports properly. Um, So, yeah, go check out the gist. It's, like, the g-i-s-t um but yeah just wanted to shout them out because i think what they're doing is very progressive for for sports um and i believe they have a u.s and a canada wing right now um that's interesting that uh uh, it just reminded me when you said the gist that is a word gist of course is a word with a soft g at the beginning which uh you don't know where I'm going with this. I have it's, no idea. We were watching. So last night we were watching Jeopardy, and they had a category oh of soft G, and then Jeopardy was over, and we were watching Wheel of Fortune, and uh, the final Wheel of Fortune prize was uh, the the clue or the answer to the clue was Pink Orchid, and Mom and I both heard the woman say Pink Orchid. But they didn't give her credit for it. And today I'm reading the paper, or not reading the paper, I'm looking at, I got a news headline that the internet is all abuzz with this woman losing $40,000 because she clearly said pink orchid, but no, they didn't give her credit for it. And they really should give her the cash. So that's how I got from gist to pink orchid and the woman who, the teacher from California who didn't get her $40,000. That's maybe the most you contribution. I appreciate it a lot. I liked that. that See how my brain works. (laughs) Um, Very good. Well, that's kind of all I have to talk about on this topic. I think we had an interesting conversation. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. No, I thought that was awesome. I thought that was really good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you later. Bye, Dad. Bye, girl.
Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, rate us, and leave a review. For latest updates, follow us on Instagram at girldad.pod. Thank you.